Okay, welcome into Good Morning Hockey. Checking in on a Friday. Hope everybody is having a nice end of their week. We are going to set you up lovely for a good weekend here. And um, we are we're going to talk a little bit about this international hockey tournament that just got announced. Um, hasn't been officially announced yet by the NHL. First reported by Frank Saravalli of Daily Faceoff. Um, seems as if we're going to get an international tournament in Montreal and Boston in 2025. Um, this is going to take place of the All-Star Weekend. And it'll feature Team Canada, Team USA, Team Sweden, and Team Finland. So um, that should be really exciting. I um, I'm really looking forward to that. I think it's. I mean, we all we've always um, any hockey fan is well aware of the fact that we haven't had best on best international competition since the last uh, World Cup of Hockey in 2016. Um, I think the appetite for that is uh, well overdue. I think everybody in hockey has been craving something like that. You know, the players want something like that too. Um, the NHL and the NHLPA and the IIHF are still trying to get on the same page as far as 2026 Milano Olympics participation. That is in Italy. I think they'll end up going. I don't know how that doesn't end up getting done unless the NHL really has something over the PA, but... Um, I think the players really want that, and that's something that's going to happen. So um, I'm excited for this international tournament. We're going to get um, Avery Lewis McDougal on live, boots on the ground in Toronto for NHL All-Star Weekend. We'll get his take on this. We'll get his take on what happened last night, um, what's happening tonight, the rest of the weekend. It looks to be a lot of fun. It looks like everybody in the hockey community is gathered for a nice weekend, a lot of fun. Um, it does seem like it's going to be a nice weekend, but me and you were just talking about this with one of the first events happening today being uh, Gary Bettman's conference. Yeah, Gary Bettman has his press conference. That'll happen in a couple of hours. I think they've got about three hours until that goes. Just so, over three, I think. Yeah, so um, we'll see what he has to say about there. He's going to give his sort of State of the Union league address right now and um, just the, the topic of things, obviously, we're probably going to hear about the 2018 World Junior Team. Um, we're going to hear some questions asked about that. We're probably going to hear about this international tournament that's been breaking. Um, uh, we're we're going to see what else we hear from him, too. I'm kind of interested to, um, to gather more. Um, last night was interesting, though. I, I enjoyed last night a lot. Um, the draft was... Good, not great, in my opinion. I um, I understand it's not for me. It's not for um, people of our age group. It's not people or older. Um, it's for kids. So that being kept in mind, I think they did a good job. I think, um, yeah, but um, I've just some of the production stuff I feel like could have been a bit more on point. And I understand that it's a bit of a quick turnaround Um you know, the, some of the, like the league played on Wednesday and then you had this event on Thursday. So there wasn't too terribly much turnaround. Obviously some guys just got in there, um, yesterday morning into Toronto. Um, I still just think like maybe a bit more rehearsal of what was happening last night, maybe could have gone a little bit more, um, could have gone a long way as far as the production side of things, but everything was great. The women's game was fantastic. I really thought they did a great job. Um, the, the league did a good job too of pumping them up and making it as legitimate as possible of a showcase for the game that they have. Um, so I don't know if we talked about this on the program at all, but this was a uh, kind of happening yesterday. So 
I don't know exactly how long it took for them to sell out the game, but PWHL Toronto and PWHL Montreal will be playing at Scotiabank Arena, home of the Toronto Maple Leafs, in the middle of February. And they put the tickets out for the game, and the game sold out within, like, 10 minutes. So um, we've seen a lot of attendance records break with uh, professional women's hockey in the early goings of the season for the PWHL. And it seems like we're going to get another one, arguably maybe the biggest one, potentially, if they can really um, fill up Scotiabank Arena like that. That's an 18,000-seat person venue. So um, that would be really impressive. The fact that they sold out the tickets as quickly as they did was just remarkable. Um, you knew they saw out the game. I just I didn't know it was going to happen in a sub-15-minute time frame. So um, that just goes to show that they are doing the right thing as far as growing this game. I think women's hockey is the fastest growing sport in the world right now. Um, so, it, like, the the skill level on display even last night in the, the two 10-minute halves game that they did was it was off the charts. You can tell that that was, like, some of the collection of even, like, the best of the best. And, um, yeah, everybody you could see is just very appreciative to be there, um, very grateful for the opportunity. I know there's a lot of jokes that maybe some of the NHL guys even wish they were on vacation more than they wish they were in Toronto during the the winter time. But um, I think when it boils down to it, it is um, – it's an honor to be there this weekend. It is, um, if you were selected as a player, if you are one of the PWHL players, and even if you're a reporter like Avery and some of the other hockey media that we have there um, covering our great game, enjoying each other. There's a lot of fun exhibits. There's a lot of good um, conversations and panels and discussions happening there too this weekend. Um, so it, it seems like a like a good weekend overall. I think it's good that we're going to get this international tournament in there next year, though. Keep things fresh. Keep things um, different. You know, if we can have this four-team international tournament next year, the year after that, everybody goes to Italy for the Olympics. And then after that, you come back swinging with another NHL All-Star game. Maybe you decide to uh, maybe put it in a place like Chicago. Maybe, in my opinion, you um, should... You know, we talked a little bit about this off-air, but maybe go back to an East-West format. Maybe go back to five-on-five hockey. I was also um, really enamored as a kid with the the North Team North America versus Team World. Um, that might be a really fun thing. And in this age of craving international hockey, maybe even something like that would have uh, wet the appetite, wet the palate even a little bit uh, for something like that just to see some of these guys play on the same team that we've been aching to see, like the Connor McDavid and Nathan McKinnon versus the world, right? So, um, Raven, how's it going over there? We got Avery on soon? Uh, no, but I can get him on right now. Yeah, let's do that. Sounds good. Let's do that. So, um, the NHL announces this four-team tournament in Montreal and Boston. I don't know how they're going to... I would assume that they put the USA and Canada in Montreal and maybe... Finland and Sweden and Boston, maybe vice versa. I could have that totally wrong. We'll see. Um, the fact that it's four teams and the fact that they're calling it a World Cup, we'll see if that's exactly what they decide to call it later um, when it is announced. If that gets announced today, I assume it will. All right. We have. Oh, we got him on. We have Avery here. Avery, how are you doing, my friend? How are you doing, things? How are you doing, buddy? How are things? I'm great. I'm great. Boots on the ground over there in Toronto. So um, just first of all, like, what's it, what's it been like there so far this week? What's the energy there, the vibes around the city? Paint us, paint us a little bit of a word picture here. 
You know what? Even though people say they don't like the All-Star game, there's a lot of fans representing every team here. There's a fan fest there with a lot of alumni, mascots mingling. And even for me, this is media, you know, going down and getting a chance to meet a lot of people I've never met before who I may have followed on, on Twitter, um, a lot of writers who cover the, the Bruins, um, the Sabres, the Rangers. It's really cool also to catch up as well. So the vibes are high right now, even though people always say they don't like the All-Star game. The vibes are high right now in Toronto. It's a lot of good atmosphere here. And even, even seeing players mingling. Like, it's funny seeing the players you know again. They'll play each other very much getting a chance to joke around and mess around with each other. So it was a, it was a fun day yesterday for um, open, opening night on Thursday night, guys. Um, how about last night a little bit? We had the um, the NHL All-Star Draft and the um, yeah. the women's game. I was a big fan of the women's game. I'm going mm-hmm. to hold my opinion a little bit on the, the draft. <laughs> um, but I thought, the, I thought the women's game was excellent. I thought the setup for it was really good. Talk about just like being there, what it was like. Maybe the draft was a little bit better in person, I hope. Um, but what was all that? What was yesterday <laughs> like for you? Okay, I'll, I'll start with the P-Dub game. You know what? I thought the speed, and, I thought the speed and pace was amazing. And I think it was so cool, again, to see all the players of the P-Dub, the main, play, all the main players. Like we saw, we saw, we saw Sarah Nurse. We saw Marie Fui Poulian around. We saw a lot of the PWHL on display, and it's great to see that the NHL is giving the PWHL this platform, and it's great to see how you got players, you got all the players in the league, you got some kids who want autographs from a Kendall Coin school field and other players, and the fact that this league is still doing a lot of great things and using this platform and having over 15,000 fans still in their seats watching this game, I thought it was really amazing, and um, of course, next week, P-Dub, um, Toronto's playing Montreal at Scotiabank in a game that's sold out. So that goes to show how much the PWHL has grown in just a matter of a few months from launch to now. And about the draft, you know what? I, <laughs> the one thing, watching the draft, I thought, I thought the way it worked was a little bit clunky. You could tell at times it was a little bit awkward. Even though I, even though I did enjoy it, it was a little bit awkward in terms of execution how to pull the flow off. And that's the one thing the NHL has struggled with in just these kind of events is getting the flow to work and getting jokes to land properly in these kind of player events. I mean, the idea was great. The fact that we brought back the player draft, I thought that was amazing. But I'm, I'm a guy who wanted to see the last guy getting picked. I didn't like the final four guys are assigned to their team because end of the day, who is even to really hurt if you're going to get drafted last? You're an NHL player. I don't. I think it's funny. I thought it would have been funny, but I wish they kept that though. But I think there's still some things to work out with how the draft worked on a, on a live TV product. Though there were good things, there were awkward things. But I think there's room to grow uh, next year. Um, understood. So we actually did just find out um, that, and I'm sure this came across your your feed as well, but. That um, so that we have Gary Bettman, and I'll ask you about that in a second. But it, it was just announced uh, or reported, I guess, by Frank Saravalli that um, next year we're going to have this four-team international tournament that we've uh, been hearing a little bit about. Seems to be that yeah. it's going to be in Montreal and in Boston, from what we can gather. It's going to be Canada, the U.S., Finland, and Sweden. Um, just so maybe a quick few words on something like that. We're probably going to hear a formal announcement about it today, but. Um, it seems as if that's going to take the spot of All-Star Weekend next year. Mm-hmm. 
it, it sounds like it's still getting more information. So it'll be a presser at 1.30 p.m. Eastern time for Bemin to confirm everything on that. But, you know, uh, it sounds like it'll be a, a shorter it'll be a shorter tournament. It'll be like a week and a half tournament to try and flow into the um, NHL season better. But I think it sucks that I don't think four teams is a real true tournament because you're doing a tournament without guys like David Pasternak and Leon Dreisaitl. And I don't I don't think it's I don't think it's valid to have a tournament without these kind of guys there who are top ten players in the NHL not taking part in it. And I understand that yes, there is going to be there's going to be no Russia, but I would have loved to have seen if some way somehow we could have added, say, a Switzerland or a Germany in their place because I still think four teams isn't really a, isn't really enough for a proper tournament to get going. But no, the league the league is hard to making this work somehow. And they mentioned before how this is going to lead into a big World Cup of Hockey coming back in 2028. So I want to see how it's going to work. But it's clear that most people aren't really a fan of this tournament lacking so many players and only being four teams. Yeah, it'll, it'll be interesting. I think um, it'll satisfy the appetite that all of us hockey fans have been looking for for a while as far as international play goes. But I don't know that it's going to satisfy the appetite fully. Um, but we'll, we'll see how that uh, turns out next year. Uh, you mentioned Gary Bettman's press conference. So he's giving his State of the Union today in a few hours. Um are you going? Do you expect anything from it? Are you? Um, what do you expect to hear from him maybe this afternoon? I'm probably going to go to it, yes. So my assumption is, of course, I'll mention the, he'll mention the World Cup. And I would, I would guesstimate we're probably going to hear some level of update on the, on the Coyotes because the league has, like, um, Marty Walsh uh, mentioned a couple of weeks ago how the time is, the clock is ticking on Arizona to try and sort that out. So I imagine it's already been rumored that we're going to get an update on the Coyotes. So I think there'll be some mention of them and possibly the development in Atlanta. So I think those are going to be the three major things if you do want some real news because the Coyotes has been an issue that has to get solved. And with the development of Atlanta's group um, getting further into building a new arena outside of, outside of Atlanta proper and what we know about Utah, I think you're going to get some news in terms of what next steps are to be to possibly get Atlanta back in the league or possibly Utah going forward in a couple of years here. Avery, you're speaking music to my ears. That will, uh, <laughs> yeah, Raven's really gunning for a team in, or in Atlanta. So we're, we'll, for him, hope about that. But I think a lot of Arizona Coyote fans want the team there, obviously. And I think it's known that the yeah. NHL, even if they leave Arizona that that will still remain a pretty high priority market for them as far as returning. Um, it's one of the biggest markets in the United States, obviously. So the NHL feels like they need to have a presence there and they've had a presence there for a while. Um, hockey's big there. So I think it's bigger than a lot of people realize. So, um, but it'll be interesting to see an update on that. Um, have, have you had any fun? Have you, have you had any fun? There, there seems to be a lot of fun stuff going on around there. You got the the Gretzky house exhibit, the Gretzky basement exhibit. Have you checked that out yet? I did, yeah. So I went down there, and I have a feature coming out today for my site, Avery Sports, on that. And, you know, I went down there. I, I got, got a chance to meet down the, the Gretzky sons, Trevor, Ty, and Tristan, and looked around. And they've got a pretty faithful recreation of uh, Walter Gretzky's basement in downtown Toronto. And a lot of memorabilia that they got down there. They've got um, old pictures of family. They've got Wayne's junior gloves. They got Wayne's first puck from his first hat trick in 
in mid triple A, like there's a lot of artifacts from the basement that some people have seen before and maybe you have maybe you've never seen if you've ever been to Brantford, Ontario, you would never see this kind of stuff. And there's jerseys, jackets on display. Like it's a really cool curtain reveal of what went of life in the in the Gretzky family basement. So I think it's a really really cool thing. And you know, I'll give you guys a little bit of a spoiler here. You know, I, I asked Ty Gretzky, you know, could this be a thing that possibly travels? So we discussed the idea that hey, maybe there's a there was a version that goes to Edmonton or other markets. So Gretzky's basement might not just be a one one time thing in Toronto, guys. That would be really exciting. That would be really cool. Um yeah, it seems like his sons are doing a really good job as far as running around and set, setting that up and trying to make sure that their dad's legacy is truly appreciated by even this next generation of really trying to understand the greatness of the great one. Um, so I saw you were at the uh, the Carnegie Initiative Summit. Um, I've spoken with Rain a few times. He's a great guy, um, really does a lot. Obviously, him and um, Bernice uh, pushed a lot to try and get Herb Carnegie into the Hall of Fame. They did that, um, rightfully so. Um, and now they do the the, the Carnegie Initiative and the, the summit, obviously, this weekend. Uh, any takeaways from that? Was that how, how was that all? I think it was a two-day summit, from what I could gather. Yeah. Yeah, two-day summit. And, you know, it, you heard from a lot of great minds in the hockey world who want to make this more of a diverse game, like Rain Carnegie, Anthony Stewart, uh, Brett Peterson, the AGM for the Florida Panthers, Roy Tinker. And I think these kind of events, are, again, are, are so needed to – increase the voices for marginalized groups in the game, give them a platform, because for many, like, this has this is, been going on for the past three years, but these kind of events weren't possible or weren't even the platform 10, 15 years ago. So it's nice to see the hockey world coming together and wanting to give people like Soraya, the Carnegie family, a place to speak and talk. And it, it was amazing. I got a chance to, yeah, I got a chance this week to sit down with Soraya Tinker, uh, Brett Peterson, Nicholas Guerrero, who is the athletic director for Tennessee State University. They're building a hockey team to play uh, this fall. So it was just great to talk to people who see hockey differently and want hockey to go into places which in the past it didn't want to go and didn't want to be for certain people. Yeah, I think I think Rain is obviously just a really good guy and um, does a lot of work for this kind of stuff. Obviously, we saw... Um, Kim Aliou's group, the HDA, they're doing their Winter Fest there in Toronto too. I know that's not in conjunction with what the NHL has got going on with All-Star Weekend, but there's a lot of good stuff and a lot of good people trying to grow the game, trying to make the game more accessible and um, bringing light to what marginalized communities have gone through as far as their participation and livelihood in the game too. So it's cool you're able to be a part of that. Uh, Rain's a really good guy. I will never be able to say enough good things about him. Um, so... Uh, that was cool. You were able to attend that. Do you have any predictions as far as tonight? Who's winning? Who's winning the million dollars? Oh, who's winning the million dollars? Well, first of all, this is it. first of all, it's going to be competitive. Like these guys want the cash. Like every single guy you talk to at media day, like there, I know usually skill the skill competition is yes, you know guys want to do good at the events, but it's it's of course a TV watch. It's much more, it's much more casual, laid back. But talking to guys like Dreisaitl and McDavid, you can, you can tell these guys want the money. So I'm going to honestly say, who's going to win it all? That's a great, who is going to win it all? You know what? Oh, I want to, 
I want to say dry sidle because when he walks in in a competitive nature, it's almost it's almost he's almost locked in more than McDavid. That might sound crazy to say, but when Leon Drysaddle locks in, there is no stopping him. So I'm going to go with Leon Drysaddle whenever when it all is good. Night, guys. That's a good choice. That's a good choice. I uh, I don't think you can go wrong with any of these any of these guys trying to win this thing tonight. Um, so that's going to be a lot of fun. Avery, thank you so much for joining us today. Your great stuff as always. Uh, boots on the ground over there in Toronto. Seems like a lot of fun. Don't have too much fun this weekend, all right? I'll try not to talk. So thanks, buddy. <laughs> Thank you, Avery. Thank you. That was Avery Lewis McDougall from the Hockey News, from his own podcast. I mean, he he does awesome work. Um, thank him for coming on. Lots of really good stuff from Avery, too. Talking about the Arizona Coyotes, and that was not really at the forefront of my mind when uh, thinking about Gary Batman's press conference coming up later. So I am interested to see where that goes as far as the Coyote situation. Obviously, Avery mentioned um, Atlanta is a possibility going forward. We're going to see how that transpires and grows. Um, we're obviously awaiting a word on the arena situation as far as what the timeline of something like that might be. Um, I think if it's an issue with the Coyotes this season, I think we're probably looking at more of an, a Utah situation where we have the um, the Jazz Arena ready to go. And um, I think that they're ready to house an NHL team. I don't, if we're really getting down to it, look, I, I know nobody wants the Coyotes playing in mullet. I know the NHL doesn't. I know the players don't. And even the fans in Arizona don't want their team playing in a college arena. However, I think... If push comes to shove, I don't know that it won't be unrealistic for the Coyotes to spend one more year in Mullet Arena. I know that's, like I said, not what everybody wants to hear. Um, but don't be surprised if that ends up being what happens here. Um, what else do we get into with him? I, yeah, I mean, I think the skills competition is going to be really good tonight. I think that was kind of cool what he said about Leon Dreisaitl, too, just that... Um, that competitive edge that he has that when he enters a room full of these guys and look, I mean, you don't get to the NHL without being competitive or um, wanting to have that edge. And you don't make it to that upper echelon of player either without the same thing, even maybe to a stronger extent. So um, it'll be kind of interesting to see which one of these guys really turns up the heat when uh, you've got a million dollars on the line. This is still the national hockey league. Everybody a million dollars is still a million dollars. Um, so we're definitely going to see a lot of um, effort out of all of those 12 players tonight. Um, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, yeah, and I'm looking forward to Gary Bre Gary Benton's press conference. Um, obviously, like I said, we're going to probably hear about the 2018 World Junior situation a little bit. Um, Gary Bettman withholds the right to suspend those players if that is the course of action that we may go. Um, all those players are on leave from their team currently, so... Um, they don't currently have to be suspended, but uh, that is that doesn't mean that that won't be an option going forward for something like that. Um, I think the Gretzky exhibit was really cool. Did we also get potentially breaking news on here, Raven, that um, the Gretzky exhibit might be a traveling circus kind of uh, situation? I think that's really cool. I think um, that is cool, too, especially like you get those, you know, like the original six, like go to Chicago, go to New York, and, you know, these teams that have been historically like longtime rivals quote unquote with uh you know most of the Canada teams I feel like it would just be cool to kind of get 
where I mean, think of like a person going from Arizona to Ontario. Like that's not gonna really happen that much. But if you get that uh, exhibit to like travel to the Coyotes or go to LA to the Kings, like it's just gonna get more people to see these things, which in the long run is what you want to be doing. Oh yeah, I mean, trust me, I don't think that if they brought the the pop up here, that I think it would just be packed. But if they did it for a weekend here, you wouldn't be able to go go yeah Yeah. you know what i mean um so that would be really cool i think uh that's a great idea obviously uh, wayne's sons tie and um they do a lot as far as really trying to make this happen like i said making sure that their father's legacy still stays on because we see wayne on tnt nowadays cracking jokes with biz and um i think even it's just starting to get lost a little bit as far as just how great this guy was um i've said it before on the show he's my not just my hockey goat, but my sports goat as far as just the most dominant athlete relative to their own game. There was no one like the great one. So um, if they're really able to take that around and do these different stops, like you said, do the original six stops, go to Edmonton, like Avery said, um, do the Western Canada kind of situation, maybe go down to L.A. where where Wayne used to play, um, take it to California. Like, I'm sure it would just be an enormous hit. So um that seems like a lot of fun obviously um i know rain carnegie a little bit so i had to ask about the carnegie initiative summit they're doing a lot to grow the game that is only just great stuff to see um rain's a really good guy did a lot of good work and like i said and i've already mentioned the the hall of fame speech by bernice carnegie given on behalf of her father um her who was um inducted to the hall of fame it's probably one of the best hall of fame speeches you could watch so um, I get. I, I will always recommend that. Uh, go give it a watch if you haven't. It's a really good. Um, it's a really good watch. So, um, I'm really excited about this international tournament. I know there's not a lot of hockey to talk about today. Um, there's not a lot of news. We have. I mean, we could dissect the Lindholm trade a little bit more. But it was a little funny watching him in uh, Vancouver Canucks colors yesterday. And um, Imagine being the first time you put on your new team's jersey, being at the NHL All-Star Weekend. I know that was a point of discussion a few times on the uh, broadcast of the draft last night. They were definitely talking about that, um, and I think that was cool. I, it was a bit not awkward. I don't want to slam things for being awkward when they're not that awkward, because there were awkward parts to last night, don't get me wrong. But um, the entire Quinn Hughes team drafting everybody on the Canucks, except for Elias Lindholm, was a bit funny. And I also thought it was interesting that Avery brought up the uh, the fact that no one was picked last two. Um, I that wasn't uh, I wasn't too big of a fan of that. Also, um, I think doing it on the ice, the the draft was a bit uh, challenging. I will say as far as that smoothness that they wanted to achieve on the production side, um, but the fact that like nobody they are Avery's right they're all NHL guys like they already have egos you know it, i don't think anybody needs to be worried worried about bruising them too much um it's all in good fun you know like if to you're go, to go off the fun part Tassos, like yeah yeah a few years ago i remember it was probably like 2010 but as someone who wasn't watching hockey back then like i can look back and find this funny now but I, it was the year that like the guy got drafted last in the and uh, the all star draft would get a 
a car. Car. Yeah. yeah. And Ovi really, really wanted the car. Yeah. And no. they left him to be the second to last pick, and then they picked him before. And yeah. so he didn't get the car. But like, like, that kind of stuff is fun. That it, stuff is fun, but it's also, like, it gets the players in the joke. Like, there's a lot more just involvement from everyone where you get those kind of funny moments where instead, like, you have this kind of where it's like, oh, the last four guys, we're just going to place you on a team. Like, Look, and I'm never going to be the one to say that you need alcohol to have fun either. Um, there are plenty of, pe- plenty of people out there in hockey and in life that can have fun without having a drink. But um, I don't know. You, also, 10 years ago when they did this, they, there was a little bit of alcohol flowing in the cups. And some of the guys were a bit more loose-lipped than they might have been in an event even like yesterday, right? Where they're on the ice. They have skates on. Um it's a bit of a different setup um, and a different vibe overall. So, um, yeah, I think that just would have been fun getting these guys like ripping on each other a little bit and having fun with the picks. Right. Because you are just like you're picking the best of the best legitimately. Yeah, like there's like you said, no one's going to be getting butt hurt at the end of the day because these guys are being paid millions of dollars to be going out there every night. That is their job. So it's nothing new to them. They're going to be, they understand the situation that this is something that they're being celebrated for, not being punished or ostracized for, for becoming the last pick in the all-star draft. Like, no, it, someone's always got to be the last pick. It's just how the world works in a draft. Yeah, no, I, I think it's going to be really interesting. I think tonight is going to be interesting. Like we said, um, million dollars on the line, eight events, eight different skills. Um, we're going to see how that goes. I, I know he picked Leon Dreisaitl to win. I think that's a really good pick. Um, the favorite right now, as far as the betting side of things goes, it's Kale McCarr currently to win. And I think Nathan McKinnon is two on there, according to my FanDuel numbers. Um, and William Nylander's last on the uh, the potential to win this. Although, in, like I said earlier, and I still believe this to be true, I think any of these players has a chance to win this tonight. I, um, It's probably going to be about who takes it the most seriously and um, who really tries out here. Um, so some of these guys may just be enjoying themselves a bit more and maybe just reveling in the fact and hanging out with each other. Um, that might be more part of it than really trying to nail the skills and win a million bucks. Or who knows? Maybe this turns out to be incredibly competitive. And... Um, we see some some guys really get after it. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. We're gonna we're gonna kind of see. Like I said, I mean, a million dollars is a lot of money, man. That um, that should be pretty. That should be pretty fun. I I think the NHL did a good job for this weekend as far as really trying to um. Really trying to grow it. I mean, like last year, I think anybody that was there in South Florida, I think the hockey part of it was good, but I think the fan part of it was a bit of a difficult um situation i know the all-star skills competition last year was not the draw for people in south florida like i know the nhl had hoped for um that doesn't mean it wasn't a success but i think it was just a bit different than the nhl had wanted an event like that to have the kind of reception um and now you're in the hockey mecca you're in toronto everybody who's anybody is there as far as hockey media goes you know avery was saying he's meeting all these people that he had only really uh, surfacely interacted with, and now he has the opportunity to meet them, shake their hand, have conversations, maybe have a drink with them, you know what I mean? Um, Really get to interact and mix with the people over in the hockey world. Um, So I think that's just like a cool part of all this. Everybody wants to be there. It's Toronto. 
It's um, Scotiabank Arena. So much history. You've got the Hockey Hall of Fame there. Um, I know that there were a couple of events there. They also did something celebrating the 1967 Leafs team. Um, probably should have asked him about that, but I don't think that that was as much of a highlighted part of the weekend as maybe it seemed like it was going to be going in. Um, but still, everything that they're doing is really a good um, step towards it, it, like becoming a... It's a step towards the All-Star game becoming a more mainstream, enjoyable thing because you know that there are a lot of people my age and a lot of people older than me who maybe look at the All-Star game and... Like I said, everybody needs to realize it's not for us. It's for kids. It's for them to um, see all of their favorite players mingle and interact. And regardless of if it's awkward or not, um, a little kid doesn't really know that. And they don't really pick up on that sort of thing. They just are seeing what they're seeing. They're seeing Jack Hughes and Quinn Hughes and Austin Matthews and Justin Bieber pick all these guys. And they're loving it. So... Um, that's what it's all about in the long run. Um, we're trying to grow the game and trying to instill the love that we have in it as adults to work in it um, into the, the youth in the next generation so that they love it and will help grow it and make the game a better place in the long run. So, um, But I can't just keep getting my mind off this international tournament. I want to just come out and say it. The U.S. is going to win this. Um, but we're going to see. I mean, this is... You know, uh, like Avery said, uh, we are leaving a lot of good hockey players home by only making this a four-team tournament. Obviously, no Czechia, so no David Posternak and the like, no Germany, no Leon Dreisaitl and Tim Stutzla and Moritz Seider. Um, and I think that's a bit of a shame, right? You have a lot of these countries like Germany who are really in their golden age of hockey generation. Like, this is that for German hockey. You have Dreisaitl, you have... Stutzla and Sider and Paterka and Reichel and the list goes on. I mean, um, to to exclude those countries as far like it's almost a indictment on the growth that they've had, and it's not the growth of the game. Like it's not their own fault, but I don't know if there needs to be something done. Obviously, they're not going to change it. This is a four team tournament. We're going to hear the official announcement later in the day, but. Um, there needs to be something where these countries are really able to showcase the growth that they've had. Because for a country like Germany, it's been remarkable. Um, and I know that there's no Russia in this tournament, and I know that's why they're limiting it to four teams. They don't want blowout games. They don't want um, games that might be considered meaningless, especially when you're pausing the NHL season midway through to do something like this. Um yeah, we'll, we'll see where it goes. I mean, watch. maybe. And the other thing about this tournament, maybe it takes place before the season. It doesn't seem as if there's any word on that. Um, I would assume that this just gets played here in the middle of the All-Star, in, in place of the All-Star weekend, where some guys go on a bye, some guys go on vacation. And if you're playing for one of these four teams, you will go and play for one of these four teams. Um, the other part of it too, being that there was talk that maybe some of these games would take place overseas, um, especially with the two countries, Finland and Sweden taking, uh, form in this tournament. Maybe they do a game there or two games there as part of this. But, um, I think long run and in terms of just trying to make this happen, that might've been a bit of a stretch trying to get games over there. Um, and I think here in North America, in Montreal or in Boston, the, the crowds for even a Finland-Sweden game will be packed. It'll be very full. It'll be a good, lively environment. Um, 
I think that just means we have to go next year, Raven. I think that's just all this means is we got to go watch some of this best on best hockey. Um, so uh, four teams, well, I think we're going to spend the next year coming up with uh, who makes these teams, who doesn't make these teams. Um, right off the hop, like I said, I think the U.S. has it has as good of a chance as ever to win an uh, international competition. Um, we're finally going to see these guys all together. I think that's so exciting. Um, someone like Connor McDavid over there has been a big voice as far as trying to get the league on the same page as fully understanding how much the players want something like this. Um, Connor's just been super vocal about it. His The last few years of his career, obviously, he's gaining more and more of a voice. Um, you know, maybe that was something I probably should have asked Avery about was part of the reason why this All-Star weekend seems a little bit better and more akin to something that the players would enjoy is because the NHL went to the the players and asked for input and they um, they went to Connor McDavid and they said how can we make this better and he goes this is how you can make it better so I think that's where something like this this skills competition idea that we're going to see tonight transpired um, I think that's where those ideas came from um, was going to the players and that's that's what you have to do uh, nobody knows like the players what appeals to them and what will make them have fun so going straight to the source trying to build it up and make it better is always a good thing so we know that when Connor mcdavid says hey i want to play with Sidney crosby before he's done and i want to play with kale mccarr and nathan mckinnon um the nhl listens whether they do something about it immediately they do listen when Connor mcdavid speaks um same goes for Sidney crosby same goes for some of these other guys that um have the stature that they do in our game so um really we're gonna keep it we're gonna keep it kind of short here today we got another recording of the deep fade with zach elliott coming out later later this morning um but yeah other than that we are um just super happy to be here super happy to um you know i know we've talked a lot about the all-star game this weekend um we weren't able to be there obviously um just the early goings of a company and trying to be there and um so the work I do in international hockey is kind of keeping me at home a little bit as far as um, trying to get organized for upcoming tournaments and future games and stuff. So while we would have loved to have been there representing our company and our brand and what we're doing and interacting with these people, I would have loved to have bought a very beer myself there. Um, but it is uh, for future time, for future time. We'll be at these events making our presence felt and um, interacting with people and helping grow the game in whatever way we can try and do so, right? Um, so be on the lookout for uh, Deep Fade coming up later on in a few hours. That should be pretty exciting. Um, other than that, I think we're going to cut it there for the day. We are, um, we'll be back on Monday. I hope everybody has a lovely weekend. Thank you again to Avery Lewis McDougal from the Hockey News joining us, giving us boots on the ground from All-Star Weekend. And uh, have a great weekend, everybody. We don't